welcome back to this episode of Things I Like to Listen to. This week we have three short audio dramas to share: Batman Meet the Two Face, Batman Meet the Riddler, and DC Comics Attack of the Elementals. Hopefully, you guys will enjoy these audio dramas as much as I did. This episode is sponsored by Tactical Personal Protection. Go to tacticalpersonalprotection.com for more information. Now, enjoy the show. This is Robin. Robin, partner to the Batman. Voice authorization accepted. Please enter. One of Batman's most devious enemies has always been the Riddler. As Batman's partner, I'm studying the Dark Knight's first encounter with the mysterious Prince of Puzzles. Computer, call up the file on the Riddler. The Riddler, also known as Edward Nigma. Current whereabouts unknown. Mode of operations sends riddles that are clues to his criminal activities. Obsessed with creating riddles the Batman cannot solve. The Riddler has always been one of Batman's smartest enemies. He's got a thing for puzzles and leaves clues to his capers in the form of riddles. The Riddler was bad even as a kid. He cheated in school. He cheated his friends. He liked to fool people with puzzles. Hey, Billy, how do you keep an idiot waiting? Um, I don't know. I'll tell you later. <laughs> But only to make other people look like fools. Later on, he went from insult to injury and started robbing people at gunpoint. Let's see. His first crime was years ago, back when Bruce Wayne had just become the Batman. It all started at a police station in Gotham City. When Commissioner Gordon discovered a page full of riddles on his desk. What are these? Riddles? What do you call twins, both named William? Where do cows go on a date? What's the laziest mountain in the world? Huh, crazy. Those riddles were clues to the Riddler's next caper. That night, the Riddler got away with his first crime. Pointing a .357 Magnum revolver through the ticket window, he robbed the ticket taker at a movie theater over on Third Street. Come on, come on, hurry up! You got all my money, you nut! Not you, you buffoon. The police. They didn't even try to solve my riddles. What do you call twins both named William? Double bill. Where do cows go on a date? The movies. What's the laziest mountain in the world? Everest. And here I am at the Everest movie theater's double feature. Get it? Um. Yeah. Well, neither did the police. Next time, I'll just have to try harder to get their attention. And he did. Before he pulled off his next job, the Riddler prepared a very special package. One morning, Commissioner Gordon found the package in his office. What's that ticking? It sounds like a bomb. Everybody, get down! But the Riddler wasn't trying to kill Commissioner Gordon; just scare him a little. The joke bomb was full of paper, and on each piece of paper. There was a riddle. Watch this. Riddles? Why did the cottage go on a diet? When's the best time to go to the dentist? What day do soldiers hate the most? Signed, the Riddler. This time, the police took notice. So did Gotham's Dark Knight. In the secret Batcave under Wayne Manor, Bruce Wayne worked on the riddles while his trusted butler Alfred looked on. What's this on the computer screen, sir? Riddles? A new hobby, then. <laughs> Next thing one knows, you'll be knitting. Quiet, Alfred. Why did the cottage go on a diet? Hmm. To become a lighthouse. When's the best time to go to the dentist? That's easy. Two thirty. What day do soldiers hate the most? Interesting. What do soldiers do? 
Hmm. If you ask me, this Riddler fellow is mad as a March hare. Alfred, that's it. Soldiers march. March 4th. That's today. And it's almost 2.30 now. I've got to go. Leaping into the Batmobile, Batman raced toward the Lighthouse Club in downtown Gotham City. He arrived just in time to see the Riddler standing on the roof, throwing sticks of dynamite onto a squad of police cars on the street below. The police had also solved the riddles, and the Riddler was making them pay for it. How do you like that, coppers? <laughs> Who are you supposed to be? What? What are you dressed up to be? A question mark? A quiz master? Well, that's a stupid question coming from a guy wearing pointy ears. But if you must know, I'm the Riddler. Sorry, I'm not taking questions. Ooh! A karate blow from Batman sent the Riddler sprawling. But as the Dark Knight closed in to finish the fight, the Riddler lit another stick of dynamite. Riddle me this, Batman. If a plane crashes on the border between the United States and Mexico, where do you bury the survivors? You don't bury the survivors. But they will bury you, if they can find all the pieces. Catch! As the dynamite exploded, Batman leaped off the roof, falling through the air. As he fell to the ground, Batman tossed a batarang with a rope attached that snagged onto a nearby flagpole and swung to safety, his black cape swirling behind him. <laughs> so long, Bat-freak. The Riddler got away. Sneaking back to his hideout, the quiz-making criminal swore that he'd get his revenge on the Dark Knight. Batman. I hate Batman. Solve my riddles, will he? I'll show him I'm not going to play second fiddle to those wannabes like Two-Face or the others. I'll show him I'm the biggest riddle this town has to solve. The next evening, Bruce Wayne was at Wayne Manor, having a quiet dinner, when the bat signal suddenly appeared high overhead. I believe there's a message for you, sir. Really? A telephone message? Or... Not down here, sir. There. Looking up, Batman saw the enormous bat signal shining against the cloudy skyline of Gotham. The Dark Knight was needed. Time to go. In moments, he had changed from billionaire playboy Bruce Wayne to Batman. The Batmobile's engines roared, and flames spouted from its jet engine as it raced out the hidden entrance and sped toward Gotham City. Meanwhile, Batman contacted Commissioner Gordon on his car radio. Go ahead, Commissioner. We've heard from the Riddler again, Batman. This time, the clues are scribbled over an old crossword puzzle. Hurriedly, Commissioner Gordon gave Batman the clues. Something that holds water. How many letters on the crossword puzzle? Five. Next clue, a black tie dinner. Then, a six-letter word for a public thoroughfare. That's enough. I know where the Riddler's headed, Commissioner. You do? But how did you solve it so... No time to talk. Meet me at the Basin Street Charity Banquet right away. Luckily, Batman uses his brains even more than his brawn. Basin is a five-letter word, and basins hold water. Street has six letters in it, and a black tie dinner is a banquet. There was a charity dinner going on at Basin Street that night, and it looked like the Riddler was planning to rob the place. At Batman's request, the police surrounded the building, waiting patiently for the Riddler to strike. But this time, the Riddler had fooled even Batman. While the police guarded the charity banquet, across town at the Reservoir Avenue Cash Depository, the Riddler was planning his real crime, with the help of two hired thugs. Aha! The Batbrain thinks I'm going to hit the Basin Street charity banquet. I don't get it, Riddler. I thought you wanted to give Batman a fair chance to solve your riddles. Oh, but I did. The riddles do work. They just don't work on the crossword puzzle. The clues actually match this place. What holds water? A reservoir. A six-letter word for a public thoroughfare. Avenue. Reservoir Avenue Cash Depository. And Batman will never even know I was here. <laughs> While the Riddler quietly ransacked the bank vault, Batman and Commissioner Gordon waited as the charity banquet came to an end. I don't understand it, Batman. All the clues matched. I was sure the Riddler would hit the banquet. The banquet? Hmm. Banquet. Banquet. As in a bank near the water. That's it. Leaping into the Batmobile, Batman raced toward the Reservoir Avenue Cash Depository. 
Just as he arrived, the Riddler and his two thugs reached the nearby Gotham River. Come on, into the boat! With Batman right behind them, as the Riddler launched his speedboat, Batman leaped! Oh! Oh! Got it! And managed to grab the boat's handrails. The Dark Knight clung to the boat, bashed and battered against its side as the Riddler picked up speed, swerving left and right, trying to throw Batman into the river. Oh! Oh! Got to <laughs> hang on! Enjoying the ride, Batbrain? Boys, how many bats does it take to screw in a light bulb? Uh, I don't know, Riddler. It doesn't matter. Bats are blind. <laughs> Had your laughs. While the Riddler gloated, Batman had used all his strength to climb onto the deck of the speedboat. As he stalked toward the Riddler, the two thugs blocked his path. We're in trouble now, Batman. My muscle-bound minions are more than a match for your martial arts. Oh, ooh. Or not. Eek. All right, Riddler. End of the line. Funny. That's what I was going to say. What? Just then, the racing speedboat reached a small waterfall and sped off the edge, launched into midair. The Riddler grabbed hold of the steering wheel, but Batman, unable to get a handhold, flew out of the boat and landed in the river with a splash. As the boat raced away, Batman could hear the Riddler's malicious laughter. So long, Batbrain! <laughs> Laugh while you can, Riddler. You won't get away next time. Batman didn't have long to wait. A few days later, Commissioner Gordon received an old record in the mail. As he played it for Batman, they heard the Riddler's voice. Riddle me this, Batman. How do you calculate the number of people in an opera house? Why did the composer stop watching the ball game? What musical instrument doesn't tell the truth? How do you calculate the number of people in an opera house? Hmm, a stupid pun. You need to know the aria. Why did the composer stop watching the ball game? He already knew the score. The Riddler must be getting overconfident. The final riddle is a musical instrument that doesn't tell the truth. That's got to be that old-fashioned instrument called a lyre. But there aren't any lyres in Gotham. Hmm, there may be another answer. And I think I'll find it at the Gotham Opera. At that moment, a concert was taking place at a nearby opera house. There, a famous violinist was performing on a rare violin called a Stradivarius, a priceless treasure. Suddenly, an explosion blew a hole in the wall of the theater. The audience screamed as through the smoke walked the Riddler, followed by a gang of hired thieves. All right, everybody. Hands up. You there. Hand over that fiddle. The Riddler was just about to get away with the million-dollar violin when a voice echoed from the rafters above the stage. I've got a question for you, Riddler. What's the hardest part of a riddle? The hardest part of a riddle? Hmm. The punchline. Get him, boys! The Riddler's gang swarmed over Batman. He was outnumbered ten to one. Pulling out a batarang, the Dark Knight tried to even the odds. But the others kept on coming. One of them tried to smash Batman with the chair, but the Dark Knight ducked, and the chair hit another thug instead. Then Batman really went into action. A jumping, spinning back kick dropped another attacker to the floor. Batman backflipped over one thug's head, then sent him flying into the orchestra pit with a front kick. The Dark Knight moved like a martial arts demon, and before long, all the Riddler's thugs were unconscious. Only the Riddler himself remained standing. When Commissioner Gordon and the police arrived to take him away, the Riddler was half unconscious and mumbling in his sleep. All right, boys, get him out of here. We got a nice prison cell ready and waiting. When is a bat not a bat? <laughs> what kind of a bat can be made into a house? <laughs> what kind of a stick does the Riddler hate? <laughs> nice work, Batman. Looks like this is one criminal that won't be bothering us for a while. I'm not sure, Commissioner. I have a feeling that someday, we're going to hear from the Riddler again.
Entrance open. Voice authorization required. This is Robin. Robin, partner to the Batman. Voice authorization accepted. Please enter. Training with the Dark Knight is hard work. Batman used to work alone, and as Robin, I have to know all about Batman's past adventures. Part of the job involves coming down into the Bat Cave and using the powerful Bat Computer to learn all about Batman's archenemies. Today, I'm investigating one of Batman's creepiest villains, the terrible Two-Face. The strangest part about Two-Face is that at first, he and Batman were friends. When billionaire Bruce Wayne first donned the mask of the Batman, he was good at catching criminals. What was that? That was a batarang. <gasps> Batman! <laughs> but the police had trouble keeping the bad guys in jail. Sorry, Batman, but we'll have to let him go. He's guilty, Commissioner Gordon. He's the gunman. But there aren't any other eyewitnesses. Unless you want to testify in court. You know a man in a bat suit can't testify in court, Commissioner. Well, then, like I said, I have to let him go. I'm sorry, Batman. But Batman isn't just muscle in martial arts. He's got the brains and skills to back them up. And once he put his mind to it, he came up with a plan to make sure the criminals stayed behind bars. He asked Commissioner Gordon to contact District Attorney Harvey Dent, the lawyer who put the criminals in jail, and he arranged to meet them on the roof of City Hall. Good to see you again, Harvey. Sorry I'm late, Commissioner. So, where is he? Give him a minute, Harvey. He only comes out at night, you know. What are you doing? Oh, this. Flipping this trick silver dollar. It has heads on both sides and no tails. So, I always win the coin toss, get it? Nervous habit. Been doing it since I was a kid. Thought I gave it up, but tonight, I guess I'm nervous. That's not every night a guy gets to meet. Hello, Commissioner. Batman. Uh, Batman, this is Harvey Dent, the district attorney. Hello, Mr. Dent. Um, hello. Batman knew it wasn't enough just to catch criminals. He needed to make sure they were proven guilty. The Dark Knight explained his problem to the district attorney. Nothing can stop me from nailing these criminals, Mr. Dent. But I want them nailed permanently. To do that, I need the law. You and I are two sides of the same coin, Batman. We both want to put Gotham's criminals behind bars. But to do that... I need evidence. That's why I wanted to meet you. I have a plan. Whenever I get close to a collar, I'll call you and tell you what I've got. If you say it's enough, I take down the criminals. Then it's your job to make sure they stay down. I like your plan, Batman. Here's my number. Call me anytime, morning or... Hey, he's gone! Batman vanished into the night, but in the weeks to come, Harvey Dent saw him again and again. Week after week, Batman, the world's greatest detective, came to him with evidence. It's enough. Go get them. In the first month, Batman cracked 20 cases. The DA made 87 arrests, a car theft ring, a downtown extortion racket, and then the biggest criminal of all, the leader of Gotham City's underworld, a psycho mob kingpin called... Boss Maroney, you're through. It's the Batman. Get him, boys. Boss Maroney's bodyguards were tough, but they were no match for the Dark Knight. Batman's an expert at every martial art in the world. He punched out two thugs before they knew what hit them. A spinning back kick took care of a third. But as the last of his bodyguards hit the floor, Boss Maroney pulled out a submachine gun from its hiding place. I got you in my sights, Cape Crusader. But Batman was ready for that too. And I've got you in mind. Without his gun and his goons, Maroney wasn't nearly so tough. Batman had him ready and waiting when Harvey Dent arrived with the police. All right, Batman, you got me. But I won't be had for long. If you thought my goons were tough, where do you get a load of my lawyers? <laughs> Take him away, boys. Boss Maroney can laugh all he wants, Harvey. But I'm counting on you to make the conviction stick. I'll do my best, Batman. But a criminal like that... 
It's a waste of time. He doesn't deserve a trial. He doesn't even deserve to live. But that's not the way Batman worked. Batman had sworn never to kill anyone. Maybe he operated outside the law sometimes, but there were rules even he followed. And as the day of Boss Moroni's trial neared, Dent started to feel the pressure. Harvey, did you see the newspapers? The judge in the Boss Moroni case just threw out a key piece of evidence. Curse that stupid judge! You can still make the conviction stick, Harvey. I'm not sure, Batman. I need more evidence. If you could just plant these phony documents in Moroni's penthouse apartment... We've talked about this before, Harvey. That's not how I work. So make this your work. Moroni's the worst criminal this town's ever seen. There are two sides to every coin, Batman. All you have to do is... No. Harvey Dent started to crack under the strain. One night after Batman had once again refused to frame Moroni, Dent sat alone in his office. Batman. Batman. Who does he think he is? I know what's right and what's wrong. I'll show him. Harvey Dent started to split right down the middle, half of him wanting to be good. No. No, I'm the district attorney. I can't do anything illegal. The other half wanting to take matters into his own hands. Yes, I could do it. Why bring Boss Moroni to trial? I could just kill him myself. Dent had reached the breaking point. Frightened by the dark side of his personality, Harvey dived into his legal work. He examined every piece of evidence twice, visited every crime scene two times, anything to get away from the evil voice whispering in his head. Batman. Batman. And it paid off. By the day of the trial, Harvey Dent was ready. Boss Moroni's trial was the biggest Gotham City had ever seen. The courtroom was packed. Harvey Dent worked hard to prove that Boss Moroni was the leader of the huge crime syndicate that had terrorized Gotham. And thanks to Batman's evidence, it looked like the crime boss was headed for a life sentence. Even Boss Moroni knew it, and he'd already plotted his revenge against Harvey Dent. On the last day of the trial, Moroni pulled his final trick. Okay, okay, Mr. District Attorney, you got me dead to rights. I'm guilty, but before I go to prison, I got one more thing to show you. What's that? A bottle? Yeah, have a little sulfuric acid. <laughs> ah! Ah! My face! Ah! My face! Quick as a snake, Boss Moroni had splashed Dent's face with acid. Harvey turned away, but it was too late. Drawing their guns, the police tried to stop Boss Moroni, but the mob kingpin decided to go out fighting. You want some of this acid? Come and get it, you bunch of flatfoots! So Boss Moroni's crime syndicate was finished, but not before District Attorney Harvey Dent paid the price. Although he tried to dodge in time, the acid splashed all over the left half of Dent's face. The right side was perfect but the left side became twisted and the skin peeled away. His swollen eyeball bulged from its socket. The plastic surgeons tried to repair him, but nothing could hide the horribly deep scars. Not even Commissioner Gordon could cheer him up. Harvey, the doctors say you'll be out of bed soon. Great, so everyone can make fun of the new me. They'll say, look, there goes the two-faced man. Here, I brought you this, it's your lucky coin. I'm afraid it got a little damaged in the, uh, accident. Damaged? Yeah, like me. Scarred on one side, clean on the other. Yeah, thanks, Commissioner. Sure, Harvey. I'll see you. You're gonna be fine. No, I'm not. Before Boss Moroni's attack, Harvey Dent had felt himself divided between his good half and his bad half. Now, looking at his face in the mirror, Harvey Dent became obsessed with twos. He looked at the two sides of his face. He stared at the two sides of his lucky coin. Two faces in the mirror, two faces on the coin. <laughs> two face, two faces. <laughs> and Dent only blamed one person. Two faces, and it's all Batman's fault. They say everybody's got two sides to them, a good side and a bad side. Even Batman's got two sides. He's Bruce Wayne, billionaire playboy, and he's Batman, the Dark Knight of Gotham City. 
Batman uses his dark side for justice. But when Harvey Dent realized he had a dark side too, it drove him insane. He started making all his decisions by the flip of that crazy coin. If the coin landed with the clean side up, Harvey did the right thing. If it landed with the scarred side up, he went on a rampage. On his last day in the hospital, Commissioner Gordon visited Harvey Dent in the hospital garden. Hello, Harvey. Feeling good today? Yes. Yes. We think we are. Good. The doctors say you'll be going home soon. Say, Harvey, you're shivering. Do you want to go inside? No. We stay outside. Oh, Harvey. Harvey, come back. <laughs> Commissioner Gordon was more surprised than hurt by the blow. He chased after Harvey, but the district attorney slipped over a wall and out of sight. That day, Harvey Dent escaped from the hospital and vanished into the shadows of Gotham City. But he wasn't Harvey Dent anymore. Just like his face was divided into good and bad, his personality was split in two. We are no longer Harvey Dent, we are Two-Face! One half was good. We should turn ourselves in. Go home. See the wife. Apologize to Batman. But the other was evil. No! No! Burn the house! Forget the wife! And most of all, destroy Batman! Hearing that Harvey Dent had gone mad, Batman combed the city for signs of his former ally. But the former district attorney was in the last place Batman thought to look. He had joined the criminals of Gotham's underworld. After years as the district attorney, Harvey Dent knew just where to find the leaders of every gang in Gotham. He went down to the darkest, deadliest streets to meet with the most devious criminals, but this time he didn't arrest them. At an empty warehouse he turned into his secret hideout, Dent assembled all the criminal masterminds in Gotham City. Hiding his scarred face in the shadows, Two-Face said, Once we were Harvey Dent, now we are Two-Face, and from now on we are running this show. And what if we don't like it? What if some of us don't want to join? Why then, we'll let a flip of the coin decide. Two-Face flipped the coin. Then he smiled so brightly that the handsome side of his face beamed. Ah, the clear side is up. You may go. Thanks. I'm out of here. Me too, Two-Face. I want out. Hmm, let's ask the coin. As he caught the coin, Two-Face frowned, revealing the scarred, misshapen side of his face. The scarred side is up. Too bad for you. Anyone else? Well then, let's get started. Two-Face and his gang began a crime spree that terrorized Gotham City. They robbed banks and jewelry stores. They hijacked armored cars and stole precious paintings from museums. And they always stayed one step ahead of the law. Rumors spread quickly that the underworld had been organized by a new criminal mastermind. Unaware that his old ally had turned to crime, Batman studied the evidence to determine who was behind this new reign of terror. It's not the Joker. It's not the Scarecrow. Who could it be? Just then, the bat signal appeared over the city, filling the sky with the symbol of Gotham's Dark Knight. Firing up the Batmobile, Batman raced toward the city as Commissioner Gordon informed him by radio that burglar alarms had sounded at Gotham's Twin Towers, home of its two largest banks. This looks serious, Batman. My men are en route. I'm closer. This is our crime boss, Commissioner. I can feel it. Batman out. Arriving ahead of the police, Batman scanned the two skyscrapers that towered over the city. At the top of each building, a helicopter waited with its rotors spinning. Silent as a shadow, the Dark Knight crept up on the criminals as they loaded bags of money into one of the choppers. What? This is a stroke of genius, boss. No one ever thought of robbing two banks at once. Yes, it's as rare as a two-dollar bill, but much more profitable. Time to close this account. Batman leaped out of the shadows to confront the burglars, but he stopped in surprise. There, standing before him, was Harvey Dent. Harvey? Hello, Batman. We missed you. We won't miss you again. 
Taken by surprise, Batman barely avoided the bullets aimed at his heart. But as he twisted away, one of the bullets struck his left shoulder. Spun off balance, Batman toppled off the edge of the skyscraper. At the last minute, the Dark Knight grabbed hold of the ledge with his one good hand. He hung there desperately as Two-Face glared down at him. Tisk, tisk, Batman. You must observe our theme. Hold onto the ledge with only two fingers. We think we'll remove this one. Oh. This one. Oh. And this one. Oh. Wounded as he was, Batman was unable to defend himself, and soon he was hanging by only two fingers. Harvey, we were allies. We are not Harvey, we are Two-Face. And we'll let the coin decide your fate. And the coin says... Drat. The coin says you'll live. I'll catch you in the second act, Batman. Two-Face turned away, leaving Batman clinging to the roof. As Dent made his escape in his helicopter, the Dark Knight struggled to pull himself up. But his left arm was useless, and he was weak from loss of blood. Another minute and he would plummet to his death. Got to hold on. Just as Batman felt himself slip, a hand reached down and grabbed his wrist. Hold on, Batman! I've got you! As Commissioner Gordon pulled Batman to safety, the Dark Knight told him the news. The new crime boss is Harvey Dent. Only he calls himself Two-Face now, and I've got a plan to catch him. How? Today is Tuesday. So? And it's the second Tuesday of the month. Well, yes, but... And there's a rare collection of original books, including Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn, on display at the Gotham Public Library. Well, Batman, I see why Two-Face would strike on the second Tuesday of the month, but why some old books at the library? There's no time to explain. Trust me. That's where Two-Face will strike next, Commissioner and I'm going to be there to stop him. Meanwhile, at the Gotham Public Library, Two-Face and his gang had already made their move. I don't get it, Two-Face. Why are we stealing books? Because we want them, you idiot. Because they're worth millions. Cutting the alarm wires, Two-Face slipped inside the darkened library and made his way to the special display that held the precious books. But just as Two-Face smashed the glass case and began stuffing the books into a bag, a dark shadow fell across both sides of his face. The shadow of a bat. Batman, how did you know we'd be here? It was simple. The books in that collection include Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn. Two books written by Mark Twain. Twain, another word for two. I knew your obsession with twos would lead you here. Now, I'm taking you in, Harvey. We aren't Harvey Dent anymore. We're Two-Face now. And we've got two dozen men to take care of you. Destroy the bat. At Two-Face's command, his gang of thugs attacked. One of them pulled out a wicked-looking machine gun and opened fire. Batman dodged away as the bullets whizzed past him. Still aching from his earlier wound, Batman could not avoid every bullet. And one round struck him in the leg. I hate guns. Pulling a batarang from his utility belt, the Dark Knight threw it with all his might. The whistling batarang zipped past the gunman's head. Hey! He missed me! <laughs> but the batarang changed direction in midair and came whirling back, hitting the thug in the back of the head. Now that the machine gun was out of the way, Batman turned to the rest of Two-Face's gang. Hmm, twenty of them and one of me. The odds are almost even. Ignoring the pain of his wounds, the Dark Knight fell on Two-Face's gang with a vengeance. Get him! No, you get him! As Two-Face watched, Batman took out his entire gang single-handedly. No, no! This isn't how we planned it! What should we do? Stay and fight or run away? We must ask our coin. The clear side is up. Harvey, wait! We run! Two-Face escaped out a side door as Batman polished off the last of the hired muscle. Batman raced after him, but slowed by his injured leg, he couldn't close the distance. Too bad you can't fly, Batman! Just as he was about to get away, Two-Face reached a split in the road. Which way should we go? Left or right? We'll ask the coin. Never catch him like this. My only chance. I'll only get one shot. Curling his batarang, Batman struck the silver dollar in midair, sending it spinning down a drainpipe. No, 
No! Our coin! We can't decide what to do without our coin! Without his coin, Two-Face could not decide which way to go. He was stuck, trapped by his own obsession with the number two. Batman called Commissioner Gordon, and the police soon came to take Two-Face away. Which way? Left or right? I just can't decide. Left or right? Which way? Left Well, right? I guess that's the end of Two-Face. It's a shame, Commissioner. Harvey Dent was a good man. We'll take him to Arkham Asylum. The doctors there will try to rehabilitate him. It looks like they've got their work cut out for them. All right, Harvey. In you go. Very well. But we won't be here for long. We'll be leaving soon. You see? We have to kill Batman. Whatever you say, Harvey. But you won't see Batman again. Unless he comes to visit you at your new address, Arkham Asylum, room number two. Number two? Room number two? In times of extreme danger, our world's greatest superheroes join together. Superman. Batman. Wonder Woman. And The Flash. All members of the Justice League join to combat those forces which threaten the Earth. In Gotham City, a dark night settled over the dangerous slum known as Crime Alley. Under cover of darkness, gangsters and thieves crept into the streets. But as the villains of Gotham made their plans, they were watched by a figure cloaked in shadows. Crime Alley. This is where it all began. Years ago, a gunman snuffed out the lives of two prominent citizens and forever changed the life of their young son. After that night, the boy began a lifetime of training and began his war on crime and injustice. But he found that his training wasn't enough. He needed an edge, something that would make criminals fear him. He found his answer in a creature of the night. I shall become a bat. And so that boy, Bruce Wayne, became... The Batman! He found us! You picked the wrong street and the wrong city for your hideout, boys. You should know better than to mug old ladies in Gotham, especially when you run down Crime Alley. <laughs> it's two against one! Get him! <laughs> the two thugs attacked, but they were no match for the dark night of Gotham City. Had enough? No way! I'm not going down without a fight! <laughs> Ow! Ow! How'd you find us? It wasn't too hard for someone like the Batman. Someone who'd studied science and criminology and... The martial arts. In moments, the two villains were knocked unconscious. Now to tie this garbage up and call the police department. Huh? What's that? At that moment, a bright meteor flashed across the Gotham skyline and crashed near the waterfront. Sounds like trouble. Meanwhile, on the waterfront, police and firemen were struggling to put out a mysterious fire. All right, move those fire hoses up on the double. Come on, before that warehouse burns to the ground. Ah, it's good to see you boys from the fire department finally showed up. What a mess. Arson, maybe? I'm not sure, Sergeant Bullock. The night watchman swore a meteor hit the building. And a meteor? Like, from out of space? You gotta be. But before the policeman could finish, a loud rumble shook the ground, followed by another and another. Suddenly, from out of the building emerged a powerful creature, eight feet tall and made of solid metal. The creature grabbed one of the terrified firemen in his metal hands. No! No! The helpless fireman froze in place, transformed into solid metal. Without pausing, the metallic monster turned to find more victims. 
No, no, stay back! Stay back! In moments, the rampaging monster had turned every fireman there into a metal statue. Roaring, the creature turned toward the crowd just as a dark shadow leaped from a nearby building and landed square on the monster's shoulders. Mm. That didn't work. It's too strong. Let's try. Pulling off his cape, the Dark Knight wrapped it around the metal monster's eyes, blinding the creature. Time to get off his back. Batman leaped away just in time. The metal monster grabbed the cape, instantly turning the cloth into metal. Then tearing the iron blindfold from his face. That creature's got a touch of iron, and a grip of iron as well. It's like something from a campfire story crossed with an old monster movie. As Batman slipped away, the metal monster turned toward the crowd again. Got to get its attention off those innocent people. A well-placed batarang should do it. With a metal monster close behind, Batman raced to a nearby junkyard. That thing moves pretty fast for something that big and heavy. Too heavy for me. The explosives in my utility belt would never stop it. I need something big. Something like... like that giant trash compactor. Come and get me, you monster. Hearing the sound me, of Batman's voice, the metal monster me, charged monster. right into the giant Come trash compactor. Me, Come and get me, you monster. Come and get me, you monster. What's Come the matter? Me, Never seen monster. a tape recorder before? The metal monster crushed the tape recorder. But before it could escape, Batman activated the trash compactor. The monster struggled against the machinery. But the crushing walls pushed steadily inward until the robotic creature was destroyed. An hour later, Alfred the butler left the well-kept halls of Wayne Manor and descended into the shadows of a secret Batcave beneath the mansion. There, Batman was lifting something from the Batmobile. Ah, Alfred, could you help me unload this... Large metal blob that looks like the remains of a 1953 Jaguar? Of course, sir. Uh, how... Uh, taking up modern sculpture, are we? This... Uh, modern sculptor was once eight feet tall, Alfred and had a very nasty disposition. A few hours ago, it turned several of Gotham's finest into solid metal. Good heavens! Master Bruce being turned into aluminum is most certainly not mentioned in the butler's handbook. <sighs> They're all right now, Alfred. Fortunately, they reverted back to normal after the alien was neutralized. Alien? Sir, are you quite certain? I've exhausted all other possibilities. I'd thought it was a robot. But our metal visitor apparently hatched from this meteorite after it crashed into a warehouse. But how? Why? I don't know. Yet. But I'll find out. And if there are any more of these creatures, I'm going to need help. Stopping aliens is a little out of my league. In fact, I may have to contact an altogether different league. Meanwhile, miles away in Central City, a tour guide was leading visitors through the Flash Museum. Unknown to the museum visitors, one of them is Wally West, the Flash himself. Right this way, ladies and gentlemen. As one of the world's superheroes, the Flash has helped save the world several times. This museum is dedicated to his efforts. We're standing in the Hall of History, where we'll see how the Flash first appeared. Now follow me and... Oh, so man. Am I ever bored? Bored? How can you get bored in this place? Don't you like coming to the Flash Museum? No way. I'm only here because my teacher gives us extra credit. But you're too old to be in high school. What are you doing here, man? Me? Oh, uh, I like visiting because... Uh, can you keep a secret? <laughs> sure, man. I like coming here because, well, 
I'm the Flash. What? Oh, yeah, sure, man. And I'm Lex Luthor. No, I mean it. I'm Wally West, the guy who got zapped by lightning during a science experiment. And now, bang, I'm the Flash. No way, dude. The Flash is one of those super guys. He's too busy saving the universe and stuff, so get off it. Uh, what's that? Oh, that. That's just the signaling device hidden in my ring. Signaling device? Hey, man, are you... Gotta go! <laughs> hey, wait! Faster than the eye can follow, Wally West changed into the red costume of The Flash and raced out of the museum. Hey, look! It's The Flash! Cool! Hey, Flash! Oh, man! He's already out the door and down the street! Too bad I couldn't wait around and talk, but that little buzz in my ring means the other members of the Justice League need me to come running. Luckily, that's what I do best. As the Flash hurtled across the countryside at blinding speed, he received a message on the miniature communicator hidden in his costume. Flash! Come in, Flash! Flash here. I'm having trouble reading you. Who's there? Transmission problems due to sunspot activity. Please report immediately. Secret sanctuary. With a crackle of static, the mysterious transmission was cut off. That's weird. Uh, must be a lot of sunspot activity breaking up the signal. I wonder why they want to meet at the Justice League Secret Sanctuary. We haven't used that old place in years. Oh well, I'll find out soon enough. It's a thousand miles away, but I should be there in a few minutes. But unknown to the Flash, he was being watched. Run while you can, Flash being. In a few minutes, you'll be history. Meanwhile, a few miles away by the seashore, a lone figure flashed across the sky. A figure dressed in blue and gold and carrying a golden lasso. A figure the entire world knew as Wonder Woman. This beach reminds me of my home. The hidden island of the Amazons that some call paradise, but that my people call Themyscira. I remember when I was a child, like those children down below, Back then, I thought my powers were part of a game. Until the day I was sent to the outside world to become the champion of justice known as... Wonder Woman. Hey, Wonder Woman! Hello, young man. Wonder Woman, are you going to check out those two meteors that landed over the hill? Are there some bad guys there, too? Meteors? Yeah, there was this big explosion and everything. Hmm, I'd better have a look. Goodbye. Wow, I wish I could do that. As Wonder Woman flew toward the crash site, the Flash broke the sound barrier as he raced across the continent. A thousand miles in 30 seconds. That just might be a record, even for me. At that moment, a strange silver creature leaped from behind a rock and touched the Flash's boot. Now, Flash, you're mine. What the? Hey, I'm slipping. I can't stop. Whoa! Confused flash being. <laughs> your great speed is of little advantage when your boots have been rendered frictionless. Frictionless? How? Who? I am an elemental, and while I inhabit this body, friction is mine to control. The silver creature touched the Flash's costume, <sighs> making part of it as slick as his boots. Then with a slap, the Elemental shoved the superhero and sent him spinning toward a nearby rock. Since some of his costume had been rendered frictionless, Flash had no way to stop. Looks like this is the end of the line for... I've got you, Flash! No! No! Wonder Woman carried the speedster safely away. In moments, they were miles from the battle site. The Flash carefully removed his frictionless boots. Oh, thanks, Princess. You really saved my hide. Don't mention it. What was that creature? I've got no idea. He called himself an Elemental, whatever that is. An Elemental is a creature that controls one of nature's elements. Usually air, fire, water. How about stone? Yes, possibly stone. Why? Because I think I've found another one. Look out! Whoa! <laughs> The Flash and Wonder Woman barely dodged away as a gigantic stone fist came crashing down. The fist belonged to a moving mountain of rock, another one of the dreaded elementals. Look at the size of him! Yeah, and he's ugly too, but he's not too fast. I'll take care of Rocky here while you track down that slick character. Right! 
Hey, Rocky, you want to go a couple of rounds with the Flash? Try and catch me all your wine, gravel brain. In the meantime, I'll start in with a few thousand well-placed karate chops. While the Flash drilled away at the stone elemental like a jackhammer, Wonder Woman soared ahead to find their other foe. She spotted the elemental gliding effortlessly along the ground below. Taking out her magic lasso, Wonder Woman planned her attack. Where did they go? The owner of Appalax demands that they be destroyed. That miserable sprinter and that star-spangled do-gooder can't escape me forever. Looking for me? What is this? Both... Trapping the elemental in the coils of her magic lasso, Wonder Woman pulled the creature high into the air. Who are you? And what is Appalax? You'll suffer for this indignation. Tell me. As long as you are held within the coils of my lasso, you must answer with the truth. Ha! Do not give me orders, Arthur. Nothing can long grip a body that controls its own friction. I have only to make myself as slick as oil and... No! You'll fall! Of course I shall fall! But only as fast as I want to. As my friction against the air increases, it slows my descent. And makes you an easy target. For this! <clears throat> as the falling elemental tried to recover from her powerful blow, Wonder Woman flew away. Running, Arthur? Escape while you can. Once I have reached the ground, I'll find you. I'm right here, alien. Wonder Woman had retrieved one of the two meteors that had landed nearby, and using her immense strength, carried it back to the battle. I spotted this meteor when I flew over the area earlier, and I think that you have something in common with it. No! 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 We will have our revenge! As Wonder Woman locked the elemental safely back inside his shell, the Flash continued to chip away at his mountainous opponent. This is going better than I'd hoped. Ow. This would have been a lot tougher if I hadn't taken those karate classes. Ow. Of course, uh, my hands and feet are ow, still going to be pretty sore in the morning. Ow! I just love making a molehill out of a mountain. Flash! Wonder Woman, we're slick. We're resting comfortably inside this object. It looks like a meteor. But it's actually a spacecraft. Once I trapped him inside, he became dormant. And look, my boots and costume are back to normal. Slick said something odd before I stopped him. Does the name Appalax mean anything to you? Appalax, of course. I knew there was something familiar about those creeps. Appalax is a planet about 30 light years away. The creatures who live there created a bunch of elemental constructs, like the ones we've been fighting. They tried to take over the Earth a few years ago, but their plan was foiled by the Justice League. They're like androids, only tougher. Depending on how many are on the loose this time, they just might have the power to destroy the Earth. Meanwhile, miles away in the city of Metropolis, a mild-mannered reporter for the Daily Planet had just finished a very busy day. Ugh. Earthquakes in Peru, tsunami in the Pacific, a major forest fire in Oregon. And as if that weren't enough, I still had to interview Senator Delmar before I could finish my newspaper column. It's good to just sit back and relax and just... Oh, now who wants my time? Kent here. About time you got home, Kent. You? What do you want? Your help. We have big problems and you're the only one I can turn to. Your signal's weak. Are you calling long distance? You could say that. I'm in my Batwing jet, calling you from about 30,000 feet, traveling at twice the speed of sound. What can I do for you? I had a run-in with an elemental creature recently. It came from inside a meteorite that was identical to some meteors that fell to Earth nearly 10 years ago. Artificial meteors from the planet Appalax. Appalax? Does the Justice League know? 
I don't know. Something has been jamming their communications. Any leads? I tapped into NASA's satellite systems. There was a report of a meteor shower over Rhode Island. Those meteors would have fallen in the vicinity of our old sanctuary. I'm en route there now, but I may need the assistance of our friend from Krypton. Do you think you could contact him for me? No sooner said... Then done, Batman. Superman. Keep trying to contact the others. With my telescopic vision, I've spotted the Flash and Wonder Woman headed for the sanctuary. I'd better catch up with them. Incredible. Clark changed into his Superman costume, caught up with my supersonic jet, and made his voice heard over the roar of the engines. In all the years I've known Superman, his powers never cease to amaze me. Even so, I hope he's careful. As Batman throttled his jet to its top speed, the Man of Steel hurtled like a bolt of blue lightning through the sky. Batman was too smart to blurt out my secret identity over the phone. He's one of the few people that I can trust with the knowledge that I lead a double life. That Clark Kent is actually the sole survivor of the planet Krypton, known as... Superman! What are you doing here? No doubt the same thing you are. Good. If the elementals are as strong as I think they are, we'll need all our strength to stop them. Quickly, Wonder Woman and the Flash told of their battle, while Superman described Batman's fight with the Elemental in Gotham City. These Elemental bozos tried to take over the Earth once before. But when they arrived, they got more than they bargained for. It looks like this time they're back for revenge. They must have been the ones who called you to the Justice League Sanctuary. But why? To ambush you. They probably plan to take us out one by one. The Sanctuary's looking more and more like a trap. I'd better scout ahead and- No. Leave that to me. But, but I'm faster. Yes, but I can scope things out better. Hmm. Okay, Mr. X-Ray Vision, go on ahead. Man, with him on the case, why does anyone need us around? As the superheroes hurried toward the sanctuary, inside the secret hideaway, two more elementals waited. One was made entirely of crystal. The other was as strong as a tank and glowed with powerful energy. They're coming! See? On the monitor! I don't know why I agreed to this. I understand the need for revenge against the Earthers, but the very idea of acting in alliance with the other elementals is most distasteful. Alliance? You call this an alliance? It's already fallen apart! We were supposed to rendezvous here to lure the Earthers in one by one! That was the plan! But there's been no contact from the other three elementals at all. They've gone off on their own. I just know it. And what if they have? We have no real need of them or of this plan. Don't be a fool. You know how powerful these Earth heroes are. Ah, do not forget. Mine is the power of radioactivity. With but a thought, I can summon the power of a nuclear reaction. These Earthers do not impress me. Suddenly, the side of the sanctuary exploded, and the Man of Steel burst through the wall. Maybe this will impress you. It, it's the one called Superman! I knew it! The others must have given us away! Ah, finally an enemy worthy of my power! We face defeat! Be still! I can counter any attack! Wanna bet? Delivering a powerful blow, the Man of Steel sent the radioactive elemental crashing into the wall of the sanctuary. But the elemental seemed unfazed. Hmm, you are strong for an Earther, but not nearly as strong as me. Oof! No, no, we must stick to the plan! But the radioactive monster had grown tired of scheming. His body grew bright with nuclear energy as he turned on his crystal companion. You glass-headed fool! I've had enough of your plan. You quite outlived your usefulness to me! What? No! Powerful energy beams shot from the nuclear monster's eyes and shattered the crystal elemental into a thousand pieces. You destroyed your own partner! Useless baggage, Superman. This body gives me all the power that is needed to prevail! Uh, uh. 
As Superman struggled against the atomic elemental, Flash and Wonder Woman arrived outside the sanctuary. From the sound of it, I'd say Superman has found these elemental bad guys. Yes, and considering Superman's powers, I'd say the fight is already over. Ugh! Not quite, Wonder Woman. Jeez! Superman, are you okay? I'll live, but that guy packs quite a punch. Oh. Look out! Ugh. As the Flash and Wonder Woman dodged away, Superman bore the full brunt of the monster's charge. Strong as he was, the Man of Steel still found himself battered into the ground. Superman! <laughs> you are too late, Earther. Oh, Even a heavyweight like you isn't enough to stop me. Uh, oh no, Superman. We've intercepted broadcasts that told of you, of how you possess powers far beyond those of ordinary men. But so do I. Once more, power beams flashed from the monster's eyes. This time, they struck Superman, pounding against him. This body possesses full, unbridled nuclear power! Got to withstand those blasts! Seeing how powerful the elemental was, the Flash realized that even Superman was no match for the monster in single combat. I think we may need more help on this one, Wonder Woman. Right. Call for backup while I try to help Superman. Better get on the radio. This is Fleet Feet calling Dark Knight. Fleet Feet calling Dark Knight. We've got big trouble down here. Need backup. Over. Still you resist my power, Superman? If I so desire, I can achieve a critical mass. Ugh. You wouldn't dare. Yes, man of steel, I would. <laughs> explosion would destroy you. It would destroy this body, yes, along with most of your planet. But my mind would return to my true body on Avalax. I will survive. You, on the other hand, will not. You forget, villain. Superman is not alone. Using her unbreakable magic lasso, Wonder Woman caught the nuclear creature in its coils. Now, while I have him trapped, I'll... Ooh! You'll do what, Earther? For your impudence, I will kill you first! You shall proceed, the vaunted man of steel, then. Braid not, Glowworm. Faster than the eye could follow, the Flash rushed by and pulled Wonder Woman from the Elemental's grip. <sighs> Thanks, Flash. No prob. I always knew I was the kind of guy who'd sweep you off your feet. As the Flash whisked Wonder Woman to safety, Superman tried to shake off the monster's powerful energy beams. It doesn't matter how powerful you are. You can't stop us all. You are nothing. Mine is the power to destroy you all. You should have listened to your crystal friend. Instead of shattering him, you could have used his help. The atomic elemental had no idea that the Flash's radio was still on and was still transmitting to a high-powered, bat-shaped jet streaking toward the battle and that the pilot of that jet was one of the greatest combat fighters on the planet. Computer on. Batjet computer, activated. Activate grappling hook. Grappling hook engaged. Now that my blasts have weakened you, Superman, I shall... Huh? What's that? Going my way. Oof. Wow, I've heard of people catching planes before, but that's the first time I ever saw a plane catch a person. Caught by the Batjet's powerful grappling hooks, the radioactive monster was dragged into the air. Batman! Bah! Another of these meddlesome Earthers! Once I free myself from these hooks, I shall destroy- Computer! Initiate voice sequence 12! Nothing you do can save you now, Batman! This elemental body is about to reach critical mass! Thinking quickly, Batman pressed a button on his control panel. Emergency ejector. Engaged. Now to use my voice-activated remote control. Computer, bank right three degrees. And on my command, destruct.
As the earth-shattering explosion ended, the four superheroes watched the smoke and dust settle. Talk about thinking fast! The conventional explosives Batman set off prevented that elemental from setting off a nuclear bomb. That's the end of the elementals. And the end of our headquarters, too. We didn't lose anything irreplaceable. And maybe now the elementals will think twice before they challenge us again. Perhaps. But there are other evils in the world. That's true. But as long as there are threats out there, the Justice League will be there to help. Also available from Warner Kids and DC Comics. Batman Forever. Based on the blockbuster movie. Listen as the Dark Knight matches brains and brawn with Two-Face and the Riddler. Can Batman and Robin save Gotham City? Also available. Batman, Two-Face, and the Riddler. Discover the secret origins of two of Batman's fiercest arch-enemies, Two-Face and the Riddler. Both are available at a store near you.